0: Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. I am officially back after a long, well-deserved break. Life, honestly, kind of kicked me in the face, so I just took time off to rest and rejuvenate. And boy, oh boy, did I need it. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie I feel a little bit rusty as I'm recording right now I'll probably make a lot of mistakes here and there but thank you so much regardless for being so patient with me and I hope you can bear this episode but I am really really happy to be back to podcasting because come on astrology means (laughs) literally everything to me so to not be you know sitting in my closet talking to myself yeah I felt weird (laughs) to not be able to do that but I'm glad I'm back in it now if you are following me on Instagram and if you aren't my Instagram handle is Plutonian Aquarius and so I have been posting a little bit of videos here and there and like just a little bit of content just expressing me and how I feel and who I am so if you want a little bit more content where you just get to know me, Plutonian Aquarius, behind the microphone, I suggest you go over to Plutonian Aquarius on Instagram and just follow me. And leave a comment on any of my posts. And I also post a lot of updates about, again, the episodes and about the podcast itself. And just a lot of my other exclusive services that I offer. So for those of you that have been listening to me for a while... You know that I also provide quite a few astrology readings, and for those of you that are new and are listening for the first time, welcome, and I hope you stick around. But I'm an astrologer that has been studying astrology for over 10 years. Maybe altogether it'll be 15 years, actually. I started when I was very, very young because I was looking for answers, and, well, astrology provided that for me and kind of changed the way that I view the world and how I view myself. And it became a self-help and empowering tool for me. And I want to be able to provide that same magic and that same sense of empowerment that I received once I started studying my chart. And astrology itself is just so, so daunting, so intimidating because there's so much. And yeah, that's why it took me 15 years to get to where I am right now. And so having an actual reading that provides you a personalized way To look at your chart gives you so much insight and so much, well, power over you. And I look at astrology as a self-help tool. I don't really do predictions. I look at your chart as a whole where you are the main character and provide you guidance on how you can be the highest version of yourself. And I look at many different things that can help you, well, reach your life's purpose. Because astrology does look into that, and I offer a wide variety of services with a wide variety of prices. So my cheapest offering is for twenty five. So I have two two things for that. I have a self help series called I See You, and so these are pre recorded, I guess readings you could say, where I look at different aspects of somebody's life. So. This one specifically that I have is self-care based on your moon sign. So if you were ever wondering what a good self-care routine looks like for you, well, chances are you could find something that is really catered towards you if you know what your moon sign is. So it's like around a 20-minute recording on what a good self-care routine would look like for you. And that's only if you know what your moon sign is. My next, my next offering in the $25 range is a personalized chart breakdown. So I look at all of your personal and your outer planets, what sign they're in, and where they are in your house system. And I also look at all of the aspects between your personal planets. And I know a lot of the free services that are out there, they can give you a little bit of a breakdown, but if you don't know how to read it, it can be really confusing. So I really spell it out for you. Next, for $50, I have... Just If you have a question about your chart, I will just answer that and I will go really in-depth and provide you the answer to your question about your chart specifically. The next that I have is for $100 where I look at your big three, which is your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. Those three aspects provide the foundation of your personality. So I really interpret just those three signs and how they work together to provide, well, the gist of you and you as an individual and your personality. And so if there's anything else that you don't really know about astrology, your big three, just know your big three, because that will give you an insight into, well, who you really are actually. And honestly, even that is just the surface of your chart, but they can give you a very, very good understanding if you want to get into astrology. It's a good place to start. Next I actually have three offerings in the $150 range. So one of the big ones that I have is your life's purpose reading. So your life's purpose can be actually found through your north node in your chart and I argue is one of the most important things, <laughs> things in your chart. Honestly I think everything is important in your chart but your north node really gives you true insight into what you came here into this lifetime to do and How you can get there. And I take into consideration your south node and your north node. Because they go together. And where they're located in your house system. So if you're looking for answers as to, well, why are you here? What are you meant to do? Well, that's big, big reading that I highly suggest that you purchase. Next, I have a love reading. Where I look at important factors and elements that are important for you as an individual for what you need to feel safe in a relationship what you need to feel well loved and what you need to also unconditionally love people and love is just such a well it's such a prickly topic for a lot of us and it is for me too which I totally understand but yet that need to feel love, that need to feel like you belong somewhere, can be so great. But sometimes we end up in situations that aren't really in our highest good or are favorable for us. And so that's maybe because we don't really know what it is that we need because of a whole bunch of other things like childhood conditioning that really change the way we view love. And sometimes it isn't really true to who we are. And so I look at your chart to figure out what it is that you need out of a loving, healthy relationship and what wounds may be present that are preventing you from seeking out or having that form of healthy love in your life. And again, love isn't just through partners. It's also through yourself. So I really look at self-love in this reading as well. And so if that's something you're interested in, I also suggest purchasing that. I also have a professional career reading where I look at all of the elements in your chart that are related to, again, your professional career. And what an appropriate professional pathway would look like for you. And yeah, your birth chart can actually tell you that. It's wild (laughs) how it ends up happening that way. Then next, I actually also do relationship compatibility readings. Synistry reading specifically, and that's for two hundred dollars. So I will actually look at um your relationship, and I guess the compatibility, for lack of a better word, between you and a romantic partner, a friend, or even a family member. You just have to specify what your relationship with this person is, but I ask that you have at least known this person for a year. Because at the end of the day, compatibility readings don't mean anything unless you have the intention to actually be with this individual. And honestly, readings are just confirmation for things that you already know. And again, I mentioned that I don't do predictions. I am just giving you guidance. What you do with this information is up to you. Next, I have the full birth chart reading. And that's a bit on the pricier side. It is a big investment. And it is a lot on me to be able to interpret your entire chart. So that's why it's on the pricier side, it's $400. I look at all of your personal planets, your outer planets, what sign they're in, where they're located in your house system. I also look at your north node. I also look at all of the aspects in your personal planet and I all put them together. Why did I just make a grammatical error? I put them all together to create a picture Where you're the main character. And what you need to do to, again, reach your highest self. So it is a very long reading. It's around seven, eight eight pages. Or maybe six or seven. Depending on how I formulate it. It's a long reading where I provide you a lot of insight on many different facets of your life. It's a huge, huge tool for you to use to empower yourself. So those are all the offerings that I have. And you can go to plutonianaquarius.ca to purchase a reading. I also have gift cards available. Oh my gosh, that took so much time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is why like promoting myself can be so much. Because it takes up so much time. I have so many readings. And heck, I could even change these readings. There's so many other things that are in my head. So many different types of readings that I still could offer. But... There's just so much already that I have, so I should figure those out. I only do a couple of readings a month, so if the readings are sold out that you wanted to purchase this month, try again in the next month. Unfortunately, because I work full-time, it's, it's a lot on me to be able to do these readings. So, regardless, I still appreciate you all supporting me and continuing to listen to my podcast. And I hope you can learn more about your own chart through all of the things that I teach on these episodes. Because that's all I want you guys to do. Just learn more about your chart. I want to pass down that same magic that I felt when I first learned about my chart. Okay, it was magical. It was a healing spiritual experience. Okay, okay. Uh, Thank you for supporting me. Regardless, I'm just going to move on to the actual content, which I'm sure that's what you came for. So I'm moving away from the actual signs because I spent a couple of episodes talking about that. And now I'm moving over to the houses. So if you listen to my episode about the rising sign, and I highly suggest that you do. Very insightful information. Your rising sign is your first house. And so... The house system is super, super, super important because it tells you different areas of your life. Now, depending on what's going on in your chart, some areas are going to be more important than others. So, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the second house. Now, before I even get into it, really, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the house system because I know it can sound confusing, So your house system is determined by your rising sign, which is your first house. So the sign that comes after your rising sign, that's usually going to be the sign of your second house. And the sign that comes out out after your second house's sign is going to be the sign of your third house. And so that's why your rising sign is so important in determining, well, the makeup of your chart, really. Because it determines all of the different signs that are going to be present in the actual well house system. And the way that it the way that I can like best describe how planets are placed in your chart is like you can think of it as colors. So like maybe the second house in your chart for for one person is going to be red and for somebody else it's going to be green. And now if the planet is red, the red planets are all going to go into the red house. And if somebody else's um, like second house is green, then all the green planets are going to go into the greenhouse. And so depending on what sign that house is ruling, the sign that those planets are in are going to be in that house. So say your second house is in Taurus. You have a moon in Taurus. That moon is going to be in that house. We have 12 houses in total all the way from the first house, so your rising sign, all the way to your 12th house. And each house represents a different facet of your life. Your first house, for example, is how you approach the world. It's the front door of your entire chart. It's the first thing that people see when they encounter you. It's your house of self-expression. That's the best way to describe it. Now, not everybody will have a planet in every single house. If anything, A lot of people actually have a lot of planets in like one house and then maybe the rest of their houses are empty and now what does that mean does that mean you are just houseless individual no no it doesn't mean you're empty on the inside because you don't have a planet in your house system no when you have a planet in a house specifically that just means that that area of your life will just play a will be a little bit more important for you in this lifetime and the lessons of that house are going to be big in your life. And you're going to spend most of your life really just trying to figure out how do you navigate, I guess, that facet of your life. So if you have a planet in, like, your third house, communication will be big for you in this lifetime. Now, if somebody else doesn't have a house, I mean, what am I saying? somebody else doesn't have a planet in their third house, it doesn't mean that communication... isn't important for them in this lifetime. It just means that in this lifetime, communication is something that they've already mastered in a way. And so in this lifetime, they don't actually have to figure out the lessons of that house. And that's a good thing. And so don't panic if you don't have a planet in one of your houses. You can still look to the energies of that house because, again, all of the different houses represent different areas of your life. And you still have those areas in your life, right? Like, communication doesn't disappear from your life. No, it's still present. Just, it's just not as important. It's not on, it's in the back burner for you. It's not really on the forefront. And so, you can just look at the sign that that house is in. So, say you don't actually have a planet in your second house. And the sign that it's in is Taurus. So, the way that you approach the second house areas of your life are more so in a Torian way. It's expressed in a very Taurian fashion. That's really the best way that I can truly describe it. And so, different houses have different precedents, different meaning, and depending on what planets are in each house, the way that you, again, navigate that area of your life Will be very different than somebody else who has a different planet. And so now I'll we'll actually talk about what the second house truly represents. So your second house comes after your first house, obviously, right? <laughs> it is ruled over by Taurus. It's actually Taurus's house. And so your second house traditionally has always been described as. Your house of material resources. But again, if you know me and you've been listening to my episodes for a while, you know that I don't like to stick to superficial labels, superficial ideas. Because astrology is way more than just the surface level that we all really look at it or try to sometimes. And if anything, just saying that it's a house of financial resources kind of does it a disservice. Right? Because, again, there's so much more to it. There's so many more layers to just about everything in astrology. And that's why I spend all my time talking about it. Because I don't have anything else better to do. (laughs) So, the second house is your house of stability and security. And that's my interpretation of it. And when I mean security and stability... The best way to really describe it in terms of resources, because your second house, yes, is definitely a house of resources because that's what Taurus does represent. Taurus is an earth sign. And earth signs are all about tangible things, things that you can see, feel, touch, smell, see. It's a very practical way of approaching the world. So it makes sense that it would be the house of resources. Because that's what Taurus is all about. Taurus is definitely about accumulating resources. But resources, in a very physical interpretation, gives a lot of us comfort and security and stability. But there are so many different ways that we can create that kind of stability and security in our life. And all of it really truly boils down to values the way that we approach the world to again create this form of abundance in our life is dependent on who we are as an individual and these are core values my core values may be different from the person next to me and there's nothing wrong with that and that's because well our second houses are all different and again some of us have a planet in our second house some of us don't So what you value comes from your second house. And depending on what it is that is important to you as an individual will really dictate what brings you comfort. Because comfort brings you security and comfort gives you stability. When you're stable, (laughs) there is nothing that can really sway you. Because you have the foundations. You have the roots. Because you are staying true to yourself. And that's what your core values are all about. It's about you. And who you are as an individual. And core values are often things or ideas or concepts, really, that we will just not compromise on. Because they are so innate and intrinsic to who we are. And it would that's the best way to really describe a Taurus. Is a Taurus will not budge. If you try and go against things that they value. And I know that's why people are always like. Oh yeah Taurus is always just about money. And sex. And food. And again that's a very simplified definition and idea of Taurus. When really Taurus is all about. Finding stability in the world. And taking and approaching the world one step at a time. And really truly enjoying life as it unfolds around you. Because again you already have that stability in your life. So. Why not enjoy the world around you? So you can really boil it down to the house of self-worth, really, because your values are about your self-worth. There are just certain things that you will never, ever settle for. And that is based on your self-worth. You know what you bring to the table and you will not expect anything less. So really, it's so much more. Than just the house of financial resources. It's not just the house of money. And so. The second house being ruled by Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. And Venus itself is the planet of love. Of attraction. And love and attraction come in so many different ways. So. The best way to really also. Think of the second house. Is the house of what you attract. But rather than it being the house of well partners you attract abundance into your life abundance that brings you stability that brings you comfort that brings you joy really and because again Taurus being a earth sign and this house being an earthy sign so this is why I keep bringing up this idea of like Taurus and everything that Taurus represents and Because you can really think of this house as having energies similar to Taurus to really, truly understand what it represents. So it's the house of how you attract resources, how you attract abundance. Now, abundance looks different for every single person, right? It doesn't always have to be physical, like money. Abundance can simply be dependence, having a lot of money in the bank. Well, for somebody else, simply being comfortable having a roof over their heads and making sure that their family is fed is abundance. Or having that stable source of income and knowing that your family is happy. Knowing that, again, you're able to wake up whenever you want or that you feel safe in your own home or the fact that you're surrounded by those that you love. Those are all forms of abundance. How you value, well, I keep bringing up value. How you interpret abundance is dependent on your value, really. So again, what you value is really, really important for determining how the second house energies are going to play out for you in your life is really just dependent on those core values that I was talking about what it is you're worth and what determines your worth really and again it's a bit different for every single person and while some of us can maybe interpret it as like again a very tangible pragmatic way like an earth sign like Taurus does for some of us it could be a little bit more again abstract theoretical where I have the ability, not the ability, (laughs) I have the luxury and the freedom to be able to think for myself without anybody imposing anything on me. That itself is a form of abundance, right? So it all depends on who you are as an individual and what you will not, again, compromise on. Your second house can really determine how it is that you even create that abundance in your life. And how you seek it out in life. And how you, again, bring it into your life. Now, that's, that's the reason why the idea of the money house comes in. Because some people can make money in different methods, really. It's so important to determine what your core values are. Because how you make money is, again, dependent on you. For example, I do not like, I do not like the nine to five schedule. That's not for me. No, I'm not about that. But for some people, that works, and they like having that stable, recurrent schedule. And for me, I'm okay having my alter- alternating schedule. I work twelve hour shifts, and I'm okay with that because I get a lot of days off, and I like to be on my toes with my schedule. And things like that. But I still enjoy having that stable source of income. Some people are a little bit okay with, again, having multiple avenues of income. I have just the one, really, source of income. And again, it's because that's what my core values are. There are certain things that work for me, but may not work for somebody else. Now, your core values are also really good at determining, again... Your own form of practical comforts, because again, Taurus is all about the pragmatic, tangible things. So depending on who you are as an individual, what brings you comfort, again, which is tied to what brings you security, what brings you that sense of stability, comes from your second house. Now, depending on what exactly is going on in your second house, you may be a second house individual. And what that really means is that you have a planet in your second house. So that just means that second house ideas and concepts, that area of your life is very important for you in this lifetime. Now, If you don't have a planet in your second house, like I mentioned before, uh, just look to the sign that your second house is in to tell you what your core values may be, what you need to create stability in your life, to bring you security, and how you attract. abundance into your life that creates that stability, that security, that sense of comfort for you that allows you to, again, feel comfortable in the world. Now, I always find second house individuals, and I'm a second house individual too, so I'm speaking from experience. My Venus is in my second house. Second house individuals are really focused on, again, creating that sense of stability, they are really big on creating foundations that they do not want to ever see crumble or break. So really, second house individuals are like big hustlers. It's a major hustler energy. They are, I don't want to say that they're constantly working. They're constantly doing things that will bring them peace in this lifetime, <laughs> this is the best way to really think about it. Whether that be, again, creating financial independence for themselves or Attracting the right individuals, the right opportunities that will allow them to, again, be at peace with themselves, to be comfortable, to feel safe. And it looks different for every person depending on what planet is in their second house. But I always find that second house individuals just will not compromise on this stuff. They, if somebody's like, hey, maybe do you want to work less? They're like, screw you. You don't understand, okay? I am out here trying to create a life for myself. What do you know? And it's like, oh, okay. I was just suggesting. They are very adamant. And honestly, it's a very admirable quality. Because again, they stick to it. They will not budge. And like, Taurus is notorious for that kind of stubbornness. And again stubbornness, while it can be problematic sometimes when taken too far, it creates, again, stability that does not crumble. And so they are really, truly making a life for themselves. And again, anybody that comes into their circle can really see that when they're in their presence, that they really enjoy being comfortable. That's the best way to describe it. Like my house my second house has oh my gosh I am stumbling on my words remember what I told you but essentially my second house my second house Venus I keep trying to say Venus is in my second house <laughs> I'm so sorry Venus is in my second house so Venus is the planet of love of beauty of attraction and all things lovely so Venus represents what it is that you need to feel beautiful. And for me, having security, having abundance, makes me feel beautiful. Which is so weird, how that plays out. (laughs) But essentially, when you have planets in your second house, how you seek out that comfort and abundance is dependent on the planet itself and what that planet really represents. And manifests in your chart so now with my second house Venus oh my god I finally said that properly for me I love having products around me that will really make me feel comfortable so again my Venus is also in an Earth sign so for me sensual things are very very soothing and comforting for me so I like my warm bubble baths with the nice scented candles. But for me, abundance is being able to have that kind of material, yeah, yeah, material comfort in my life. I'm, I'm, I don't compromise on this. I love being able to have that kind of lifestyle. Like I am a little bit of a spoiled brat when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's, it's a very, it's a big contrast from like this spiritual person that I really am. It's no, no, I, I love, I love the capitalist ventures that they sell to us to feel comfortable. Like I love it. I am a sucker for it. I am, I will buy all the nice smelling candles. I will buy all the nice smelling bubble baths. I will invest in all the beautiful skincare products, all of the beautiful beautiful hair products that give my hair its shiny glow. Yeah, I'm, it's bad. I am that person, but it's. that's who I am. <laughs> it. I really, truly rejected that side of me for the longest time because I was like, I'm different. I don't want to be a girly girl. I am a girly girl, okay? I love that stuff. Okay, I love being able to afford nice, fancy clothes that make me feel comfortable. I like dressing up. I like makeup. I like all of that stuff. And when you reject your second house qualities, which a lot of us do, because again, it's if you have planets there, if you're a second house individual like me, it's a lesson that you really have to kind of overcome in this lifetime. And the tendency can be to reject it because you're like, no, I just don't want to deal with it. But you have to because once you do, that's when you become more in touch with yourself. You become a more balanced, functioning individual because, again, these are facets of you that facets of your life that deserve expression. But when you reject them, you reject a part of yourself. And again, that creates a wound that creates a form of conflict within yourself. And the best way to really address those feelings that you have of like feeling like something is off, feeling Uncomfortable can really come from really sitting down with those feelings that come up and letting them express just to the fullest. Did that sound grammatically right? Essentially, whenever those weird feelings pop up where you're really confused as to why you feel out of balance, just sit down with those feelings and just express them. Chances are they'll probably tell you a lot more about who you are and what you need. And so for me, I needed to have that self-care routine for me, that physical self-care routine. Now somebody else is a different planet or even if their Venus is in a different sign, maybe if it's in a fire sign for them, being able to express their passion really makes them feel beautiful. And so they will create they will attract abundance or create attract opportunities that will allow them to express that passion. And so it's different for every individual. Depending on what planet is what planet that house that house is in, (laughs) or again, what sign that planet even is in, and even well, if their house is empty, and then it just manifests very differently. But I'm talking about this in the context of well, you have a planet in your second house, and you were a second house individual just like me, and so. It's really important if you are a second house individual to really truly sit down and listen to what it is that makes you feel good. And you shouldn't be ashamed to listen to yourself because it doesn't make you shallow. It doesn't make you selfish to listen to yourself and to give yourself and provide yourself the things that make you feel secure, that make you feel stable. And again, make you feel abundant because when you aren't really truly listening to what it is that you need to feel secure, what you need to feel stable, chances are you're probably actually rejecting all of the abundance that you want in your life. So that's part of that conflict. Now, when you sit down and actually listen to what your core values are and actually Give them expression. Let them manifest into your life as something real. For me, actually investing, it was, and it's like, it sounds so simple, but I didn't do it for years. I didn't go to a hairstylist for years. I never got my hair done because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm different. Or I never really actually had a nice skincare routine because I didn't, I was like, I'm different. But I needed that and really investing in my skin, investing in my hair did wonders for my self-esteem because my self-worth was really attached to, well, being able to have access to these kind of sensual experiences because those are things that I need to feel comfortable, to feel secure, to, to feel stable. Because, again, Venus being here, I needed these opportunities and, re- and well, resources to feel beautiful with me. So I'm not doing any of this for anybody else. I'm doing this for me, really. Right? Like looking good with my hair, with my nice skin. It's all for me. I feel beautiful. I feel of value to me when I again investing in these opportunities that's what abundance for me has always looked like it's a little bit of a shallow (laughs) for lack of a better word i don't think it's any less significant but it's definitely a very physical manifestation of second house energies. because again my earth venus is located in this house But regardless, your second house really determines what it is that you need to just simply feel good about yourself. Because your self-worth, which is your self-esteem, is really, really dependent on the core values that you have. And if you aren't really listening to those core values, being true to you as an individual, it will really make you feel, in a way, poor. That's the simplest way to describe it but it'll feel like something is missing and that you'll never feel like you have enough and you could really be chasing opportunities you could be chasing moments to well in the hopes of creating again that abundance to create that stability but if it isn't true to who you are then it honestly makes you feel empty Now, in terms of abundance, I really think that with this house, abundance that you attract into your life really just creates peace within your life. And it all just depends on what it is that you need to feel at peace. And how you go about creating that peace in your life is dependent on your core values. Now, I'll get into how this manifests. How second house energies manifest depending on your planet. If you have your sun in your second house, your sun, again, is your planet of self-esteem. It's your planet of self-worth. Which is really funny because that's also what this house represents as well. But your personality is really dependent on your sun because we really grow into our personality as we get older. As we find out what it is that makes us shine and feel warm and fuzzy so for you your core values are all about that it's about finding those opportunities that let you shine that let you feel warm and fuzzy that allow you to express yourself to the fullest and so you feel the most secure when you're able to express yourself wholeheartedly Without fear. So when you're able to again step out into the spotlight. That's when you actually attract that right kind of abundance into your life. And in a way you'll find it all kind of just falling into place. And that's when you're really working with your second house energies. Now if you have your moon in your second house. Your moon is your emotional landscape. It's what you need to feel emotionally safe now that all ties in together with security and safety as well so when you're able to express your emotions to the fullest without fear of judgment where you have this safe space to let all of those emotions flow out that is your security that is your comfort zone and that is also how you attract that kind of abundance you attract those opportunities that allow you to have that emotional authenticity in your life that's your form of peace to be able to have that emotional safe space in your life and in a way when you're able to do that that's when you actually attract maybe even physical abundance like money because they do go hand in hand I know I did mention that like money, thinking, it, thinking about it as a money house is just a, such a disservice, but you can really talk about it being the money house as well, but it's not just that. But when you really stick to your core values, that's when you can actually attract actual money-making opportunities as well. If that is a form of abundance that works for you. Maybe that's how you define abundance. For me, I do. Money money does make sense to me. <laughs> it's part of my core values. I like to be financially comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's or at least have abundance that makes me comfortable. And so if you have your Mercury, your planet of communication, and your second house, when you're able to have a safe space to express your thoughts, your ideas. And again, have individuals around you to bounce your ideas off of. Or just have an environment where you're just literally able to just talk. Like, hey, maybe you like to sit in your closet and record podcasts because it's a way of communicating for you. That's your safe space. That's what brings you comfort. And again, if you're not able to have that, it can create a lot of conflict. When you don't have that stability, that form of mental stability, really. So if your thoughts have a safe space to be expressed, that also attracts the right kind of abundance for you as well. Now, if you have your Venus, like me, in your second house, for you, you are very true to your core values on what it is that you need to feel comfortable in a relationship and you won't compromise on those so if potential romantic interests or even individuals that want to love you if they don't live up to your standards of what it is that you require to be in a healthy relationship you will not settle for it you will tell them to take a hike so, for you, having that environment where you can love safely, where you can feel like you are safe in a relationship is very important. And you will not let anybody into your life that does not satisfy those requirements. You're not going to take a chance. Second house people do not take chances. You either have it or you don't. You can walk the door, walk out the door, man. <laughs> and for you, Having those opportunities where you get to feel lovely and beautiful is very important for you. And I know they say that second house Venus people can be vain because of that. But again, they're doing it with their own money a lot of the times. So let them be, okay? They're not bothering you. They're doing it for themselves. They're honestly not just doing it for you. It makes them feel beautiful, makes them feel comfortable. And so they will not settle for it, anything less. And that's that, it's that simple. And that's why I, I, I admire my second house people. They really don't settle. Because, again, we know what we bring to the table. Now it's up to you whether you want to match that as well. It's not a big ask. We will ask what we can provide as well. Because, again, it's a house that's ruled by Venus. And Venus is all about relationships. And relationships are about balance and harmony, which is a give and take. And so if you also have your Mars in your second house, Mars is a planet of fire, of anger, of how you take action. It's the fire within. So for you, if you can express your passions to the fullest, that is what brings you that sense of security and stability. Those are your core values. You need to be able to live your life passionately. You need to be able to express your passions. Whatever your passions are, it's dependent on you. And you won't compromise on that. You have to have a safe space to let that fire loose. If you're not doing that, that can create a lot of inner conflict for you. It has to be let out. And your opportunities to create that abundance come through pursuing your passions, really. Expressing those passions that you have within. Now, if you have Jupiter in your second house, you need opportunities to discover yourself, to feel comfortable and secure and safe. Jupiter, again, represents this whole pathway to figuring out your bigger purpose in life. And so when you have this planet of, in a way, it is a planet of abundance as well and expansiveness. For you, when you have the ability to seek out endless Pathways that allow you to really truly discover yourself is when you feel safe, when you feel comfortable, and those are things that you will not again compromise on. You need to have the ability to feel free to be able to explore and satisfy your curiosity. You need to have those, and when you have outer planets in your second house, it can definitely feel like you are marching to the beat of your own drum, and that's because. Outer planets are very different than personal planets in the way that they manifest. Because outer planets, again, the energy is so much more generalized. Because they're generational planets. And that it can feel like there's a lot of energy just within that one area of your life if it's in a house. So it can feel like, it just feels like you don't have the same desires. You don't have the same kind of needs or ways of thinking, ways of approaching the world, as the rest of your your counterparts around you, whether they be your peers, other individuals within your age group. And that's okay, that's not a bad thing. That just means that you just have a different way of approaching the world, and that's something to really celebrate. Now, if you have Saturn in your second house, Saturn is a planet of really becoming the authority in your own life. It's how you go out and become that responsible adult that you were meant to be. So for you, when you're out there really trying to create structure in your life, that's when you feel safe. And it can feel like this is an area that you really struggle with too, if it's in your second house, because it feels like you just don't catch a break. And that can be mainly because you're not sticking to your core values. Saturn is all about doing the, gr- doing the hard work. You have to to get down and grind. Buckle up your boots and do all of the not so fun things that are part of well being an adult. You have to do things through hard work. And if you're not doing it through hard work, it's not going to work out for you. And for you, your core values are about hard work, luckily. So you do things that make sense to you. You don't have to follow what everybody else is doing around you. If it makes sense to you, that's all that matters. And Your work should bring you joy. That hard work itself brings you joy. And that itself brings you comfort and security. Now, if you have Uranus in your second house, Uranus is the planet of unconventionality. We all have it in our charts. And it's what makes us different. And we all have that. And so with your second house, Uranus being here, That just means that for you, comfort and security can be very different than the person next to you. And that's okay. How you feel stable and safe is very dependent on you. And it can be very unconventional. But it has to be unconventional because it's true to who you are. Now if you are allowed to express the side of you that doesn't really conform to society's expectations or ideas, that's when you feel safe and it has to be expressed to be able to attract that kind of abundance in your life now if you have neptune in your second house neptune is this obnoxiously elusive planet it's a very dreamlike planet it's everything in our chart it represents everything within us that is empathetic that is kind but it's also the parts that we usually like to ignore sometimes because it's Being an elusive energy, it can be really difficult to try and pin it down. So it's everything sometimes that we aren't really truly aware, but it's there. And so for you, security and stability can feel like something that is there one minute and then it's gone the next. Now what the hell does that mean? What that essentially means is that you need to express your core values and your ideas of comfort and safety. In ever-changing ways. It could look different for you every day. But Neptune being the planet that represents everything that we need to feel empathetic and kind. And, well, all of those spiritual mystical ideas. For you, if you're not able to express those spiritual urges, those creative impulses that come from following through with the spiritual world or even a lot of things that the rest of us like to believe doesn't exist, you're going to feel out of balance. But it's so intrinsic to, again, your self-worth and your core values that if you reject it, it can feel, you can feel hollow. Like I mentioned, you can feel very empty. And when you're able to accept that maybe the way that you approach the world and the things that you value are very different, and they don't always make sense to everybody else, but they make sense to you, That's when you attract that right kind of abundance in your life. And Neptune can make things confusing. So your second house can feel confusing to you. And ideas of abundance and security and safety can definitely feel very, well, elusive. Like I mentioned before. Like it slips through your fingers. But if you really sit down and really recognize that it doesn't have to make sense. And it just feels comfortable for you and it just flows and that's all that matters now if you have pluto the planet of regeneration and transformation in your second house for you when you are really seeking out those opportunities to feel empowered to really transform yourself and constantly involve and learn more about yourself get to the deeper core of who you are that's when you feel secure and safe that's when you also attract that kind of abundance into your life when you're living life intensely having those intense opportunities in your life creates that abundance because it makes you feel safe and so those are just if you have planets in your second house so depending on what sign the planet rules you can use those energies to really figure out how your second house plays a role in your life and that's that only applies if you don't really have a planet in your second house but I would assume that most of the people that are listening to this episode have a planet in their second house and that's why they're listening so if your second house is ruled by Leo you can look to the ideas of what a sun in your second house looks like if your second house is ruled by Gemini or Virgo look to what Mercury in your second house is like to understand now, if your second house is ruled by like cancer, look to moon in second house. your second house is ruled by either <clears throat> Libra or Taurus, look to Venus in your second house. If your second house is ruled by um, Aries or Scorpio, look to Mars in your second house. Or actually specifically Mars in your s- second house. Um, if your second house is in Pisces no, not Pisces, Sagittarius, then look to Jupiter in second house. If your second house is in Capricorn, look to Saturn in your second house. If your second house is in Pisces, then you look to Neptune in second. And if your second is in the sign of Scorpio, then you look to Pluto in the second house to really understand those energies. But that's only if you're curious. A lot of the times you don't always have to look to your empty houses because again you've already mastered it in this lifetime so it's not really that important for you but it's cool to know so why not so that's all i have for the second house i hope you guys were able to learn something i definitely went off on a tangent here and there i'm still very rusty but for those of you who have been listening to me for a long time and are back for more thank you for being so loyal i appreciate you so much now if you like today's episode please go to plutonianaquarius.ca to leave a review. I really appreciate all the feedback that I receive. And if you aren't already following me, please follow me on plutonianaquarius on Instagram. I have a lot of cute content and I post a lot more about myself. So if you wanted to know who I am behind the microphone, Instagram is the best place to find out more about me. And so until next time, bye-bye.